Welcome to our sixth podcast from Registers of Scotland, this time on digital products, featuring Head of Product at Companies House, James Downs, and me, Stephanie Brown, Head of Product at Registers of Scotland. Have you ever bought or sold a house, inquired about your property's boundaries, or read a news article about house price trends? Then you'll have come into contact with Registers of Scotland. We compile and maintain 20 public registers, such as Scotland's Land Register, and we are the experts in land and property information. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the delivery of customer-focused digital products and services, and how our organisations, Ros and Companies House, which combined have been running for over 500 years, provide these. Welcome, James. I'm delighted you could join us today. Thanks very much. Nice to be here. James, can we start with an introduction to Companies House and its primary role? Yeah. Uh, so Companies House is the, the, the register of companies. Uh, so any limited company that registers in the United Kingdom uh, will incorporate uh, and then will manage their, their, their company th- throughout their life cycle. So there are some mandatory filings, uh, two filings every year, but then any changes, any changes to directors, addresses, uh, mortgage filings and so on, they have to be filed in, within a certain time scale. And then ultimately, when a company comes to an end, whether that be voluntarily, they decide to close down the business or uh, become insolvent, we've, you know, th- there's that closing a company mm-hmm. process. So it's from, we sort of sometimes call it from cradle to grave. Mm-hmm. So from the beginning to the end of a company's life cycle, uh, they're filing information with company's house. Uh, and then on the other side, obviously, it's the, the register is open for anybody to inspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the deal of limited liability. Uh, so we've recently, in the last few years, we've made our data free so people can come along uh, and search the register as often as they like without charge. I've actually used that search function. It's Fantastic. very, very straightforward. Thank you. Product development or management isn't necessarily something listeners will associate with organisations such as ours. But both of our organisations do provide products that allow our customers to search our records. And we've just discussed this. You can find a range of services from Companies House at www.companieshouse.gov.uk. If you're interested in Scottish land and property data, you can find a range of our free data and statistics, such as our house price statistics and house price index, on www.ros.gov.uk. James, can you tell me about products provided by Companies House and your role in this? Yeah, so you can... I, I sometimes think of Companies House as a, a two-sided network. We've got information coming in. That's the, the people that are filing uh, information to us. Uh, on the inside, we're processing that information, uh, deciding what to do with it, uh, maybe that we're, we're accepting or rejecting those. And then ultimately, on the other side of the network, we're making that information available for people to file. So on all of those three areas, we're, we're creating products and digital services that people Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talk about companies a lot, but actually, it's people that are using those services can use to get their job done. So, whether it be uh, a company director or company secretary making a filing, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be uh, you know an accountant that might be uh, filing on behalf of lots and lots of different customers, uh, and then obviously, you know, internally we've got staff that are processing this information. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, you know, on the search side then and on the data side, we've got people searching the register, the website that you mentioned that you used, but also we've then got customers who are downloading our information in bulk. So credit reference agencies or, or maybe law enforcement are, are downloading it. So at all sides of that, there are digital services and interfaces that people need to use to, to, to do what they need to do. 
And it's really quite fundamental then to what you're doing and the offer that you provide to the members of the public as well as organisations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we kind of think, consider our data services in, 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 there are two groups of people. We've got professional users of our data uh, and they're the ones that are really sort of, their use of our data is really helping the UK economy. So they're, they're using our data to make decisions on creditworthiness mm-hmm. and risk of, organi- of, of companies that maybe need some, uh, some business lending. But then it's down to individuals who might be using it to find out um, if they want to do, um, you know, to do business with a particular a building company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a lot of people that are interested in what their football club is doing. Mm. So we, we get lots and lots of different reasons why people want to access that information. And that's where products can add some real benefit in terms of making it easier for your people to make the tough decisions by delivering some value early on into the process and removing some of those lower value activities. That's right. I think it's about accessibility of that data. Uh, whether you are a, you know, an individual, you, know, you don't need to understand company law to be able mm-hmm. to understand whether or not a company is somebody that you might want to do business with or you might want to invest in. Uh, but for, as you said, credit reference agencies or, or other sort of bulk data users, they, they, they want access to everything that they mm. can and they, what's important is they need it as quickly as possible. Yeah. Because these, you know, small changes to a company can have sort of a knock-on effect to, uh, you know, to, to to what that credit worth, uh, you know, that credit decision needs to be made. Mm. It's really interesting as we're talking. I'm seeing a strong parallel yeah. with the work that we do here at Registers of Scotland. So, you spoke about the activity or the information coming into companies' house, and similar to you, one of our products, the Digital Discharge Service, enables us to discharge um, mortgages without uh, paper um, Mm. intervention. So it's a fully digital end-to-end product and it reduces the overall end time from sometimes months to a matter of minutes. And that's been a really successful um, venture for us. But equally, what we also try and do is push the information out um, quickly as well. So our Scotless product, for example, similar to your search service, Scotless gives that accessibility, again, to use your term, um, to members of the public to be able to find out information about Scotland's land and property. Mm. And that's available at www.scotless.ros.gov.uk. And it's really interesting listening um, to you speak about the company's house experience, strong parallels with what we're doing here. Yeah, absolutely. So we've spoken about what's being delivered by our organisations. Let's move on to why. Can you talk me through some of the drivers behind this change and your move towards products and services? Yeah, I think there are there are a couple of different reasons, really. I think from an organisational perspective, uh, our, our chief exec talks about having uh, you know brilliant people mm-hmm. using brilliant systems to deliver brilliant services to our customers, and I think that's a really nice way of putting it. We were already doing some good stuff. We were kind of ahead of the game when it came to you know free data releasing that free uh, we've been actually we've enabled some of our filing services for over 20 years and and very much need to need to be looked at but what um, we realized internally was that we were spending a lot of our time uh, making good services for customers mm-hmm. but we needed to we needed to accelerate that and make those services better but also make sure that the services in-house were as good mm-hmm. so there's that internal need to to improve yeah uh, and then from a sort of a government perspective, it, that can sometimes change. So it, it used to be that the, the, the focus was on re- reducing burden. Mm-hmm. So making it as easy as possible for, uh, for companies to be incorporated in the UK because that has an obvious economic benefit. Absolutely. But 
what we've start, started to see, especially with um, with anti-money laundering legislation mm-hmm. uh, and increasingly for for, for for corporate transparency, is that that's shifting away from the burden into more transparency, fighting economic crime, mm-hmm. uh, things like the Financial Action Task Force are involved in. So that's going to sort of swing the balance more from reducing burden into making sure that the the register is as accurate and reliable uh, and as, as possible so integrity so i think we're seeing things from from sort of two different angles mm. we want to make the best services we possibly can but we're also might be actually asking maybe a few more questions or being a, a little bit more rigorous in, in how mm-hmm. we look at the data as well and i suppose it goes to some core questions about the value of a register in itself and that really comes back to that point of the information has to have integrity, the information has to be trusted so that our customers then have that assurance when they're using our systems, whether it be to provide information to or to receive information from. Absolutely. And again, really strong parallels with what we do here at Registers, with the integrity of the registers being one of our key drivers and ensuring that the information that we register about Scotland's land and property data is up to date and it's correct and it's consistent. So many more people are looking at the register more often. Right. Uh, there, is, there is greater demand. Uh, and that sort of accelerated the need for, for that integrity as well. Mm-hmm. We're getting a lot more reports of, of people telling us when they think that information is wrong. I see. Uh, and we're, so we're needing to act upon that much more quickly. So you're actually finding that as a result of some of the changes you're making, you have a closer proximity to your end user. That's a really interesting yeah. outcome from this activity. Yeah, it is. We've got really good relationships with the, the bulk users uh-huh. uh, of, of our data. Uh, obviously, in terms of the, the search service that you mentioned, sure. we get about 12 million visits a month. That's a tremendous uh, figure. It is It is a lot. It's being used. And most people just use it. They do a single search mm-hmm. and they never come back. Uh, or maybe they come back in six months' time. Sure. So, yeah, we're trying to get that sort of insight into in terms of improving the service. But but generally, it's, it's a very well-received service because it's actually quite simple. Fantastic. And I think we've touched on one of the main tenets of what good looks like in terms of simplicity. But what else do you think is integral to delivering good products and services within government? Do you know, I think it's, I think it's really listening to the, to the user and understanding mm. what the user need is. Uh, I think sometimes I come across uh, people say, well, users want something. Uh, and actually it's understanding what it, you know, why why does a user need a particular thing? Mm. What are they going to do with that information? And it's it's really sort of following that through and yeah. understanding your, your your user need really really thoroughly in order to be able to design something that isn't just a kind of uh, almost like a knee jerk reaction sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a user wants a particular thing, so therefore we'll change it. Yeah. But actually, let's really understand that. And it helps you build for longevity, doesn't it? That approach. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Is there anything else that you've identified as being something that you always want to see your teams work to or deliver? I think for for us, um, I think for me, it's really about sort of developing that pace, uh-huh. really making sure that you know we've got so many good ideas, we're working on so many things and so many improvements. Yeah. Is actually how can we get into the uh, you know the habit of releasing things often? Mm. Uh, and sometimes that that creates lots of operational problems, and lots of people get you know worried that we're we're doing too much too quickly. Yeah. But I think sometimes we we tend to save things up and then deliver on a big bang basis. Uh, and I think that's probably something that we we need to look at changing. And that's a really key principle for anyone working in the delivery of product or services to end users, isn't it? Regardless of location, absolutely deliver value yeah. as often as you can to them, and that way you bring them with you on your journey. Yeah. 
Gosh, what a fantastic way for us to end our session today. It's been such a good discussion. Thank you so much. And the parallels between our organisations, I think, just come through so strongly in this conversation. And it's great to see the mutual focus upon delivering improvements for our customers. Thank you for joining us today, James. Thank you very much. You can view a range of our products, such as the House Price Index for Scotland, and more information by visiting www.ros.gov.uk. Thank you for listening to Registers of Scotland's podcast. Make sure to rate us or leave a comment if you've enjoyed our podcast today and remember to check in with our social channels for regular updates. We'll be back soon with our next instalment. Thanks for listening.